Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. So we're continuing our theme of how lockdown has affected many businesses over the last, well, 10 to 12 months, really. And I'm joined today by Fiona Diel of Fiona Diel Holistic Therapy. So welcome, Fiona. It's great to have you here today. Hi, Karen. It's lovely to be here. So you've got a great story, like many others, of how lockdown has affected you and how you've kind of had to change direction, haven't you? I do, I do. It's been really, it's been, it's been a great ride, actually. I feel really guilty saying that because I know it's been so terrible for some people, but I've just had, you know, such oh. a... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. You're allowed to have a great time. At least there's got to be some positives that have come out of it, haven't there? Absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong, I forgot, I've missed lots of people, but, you know... Yeah, of course, of course. So you've had a really interesting life and a great journey so far. So let's go back to the beginning. So you used to work in the oil industry, didn't you? So expand, tell us more. I worked in the oil industry until 2005. I worked as a project manager, so I worked across a broad range of departments running corporate projects... Um, to from beginning to end really yeah fabulous uh, but it was quite a stressful role for you wasn't it and unfortunately you had a breakdown in 2004 would are you happy talking about that yeah I mean I know I had a breakdown through working too much and not taking time for myself yeah burning the candle at both ends trying to have it all absolutely I was away from home most of the week out at weekends, doing different things for volunteering with the family, all sorts of things, packing my suitcase again on a Sunday, off on a morning, and it just became ridiculous. And I had met a colleague in Edinburgh one day, and we were had met in a hotel foyer, as you do, for coffee and to talk about business things. Yeah. And he asked me if I was okay, and I said, of course I'm fine. She said, but are you okay, Fiona? Because you don't look okay to me. I was like, I'm fine. I'm absolutely Thank fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I got in my car and then I realised why she'd asked me because my hair wasn't done, my makeup uh, yeah. was a bit dodgy, um, to say the very least. And halfway home from Edinburgh, I stopped my car and I lay by and I burst out crying. Oh, really? Stop. Yeah. It was awful. Absolutely awful. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I phoned the doctor after speaking to friends and um, in fact my mum and she was like get her on the phone to the doctor <laughs> so I phoned the doctor and they said come in and you know he just said I think you need to be off work because it's yeah. ridiculous and I'd never been off work before ever no too driven and the thing is if it wasn't for that colleague of yours saying to you are you sure you're okay you absolutely go in until you completely broke in a different way absolutely so i was off work for five months and i went back in september and it was just not the same no and interestingly it was almost like fiona won't get those jobs to do because fiona can't cope with those jobs yeah, you felt yeah. kind of tarnished then, your label. I absolutely you. did, you know, and it was an awful experience, really, to be honest. And my manager was a total chauvinist. And he was, yeah, I just thought, it just didn't work for me. And that Christmas, we were in the States. My brother lived in the States and my husband and daughter and I had gone to the States for Christmas. 
He lived in Massachusetts. They had loads of snow. You know, it was, we loved to go there for Christmas. And when we were there, it was actually on the plane on the way home, I said to my husband, I don't want to go back to work. And he said to me, well, Fiona, don't go back. Yeah. However, women who don't have jobs that earn all that money don't drive a Mercedes and have a credit card with an end of <laughs> You can't have it all. And I was like, hmm, yeah, okay, I don't care. Yeah. So on the Monday, I went into work and I phoned my boss and I said, look, will you make me redundant? And I'd been working on loads of projects of that kind um, for quite some time and, you know, corporate restructuring and all these sort of things. And so I said, you know, I asked him if he'd make me redundant and he said, I'll call you back. So he phoned me back in about an hour. <laughs> That's how much of a great relationship we had. There was none of the, oh, I'm feeling really bad. I can't think of anything. What can we do? So he phoned me back in about an hour and he said, yeah, no bother. So that was a, a dream. Anyway, Definitely. about a week later, I got rid of my car, bought myself a little red Clio and cut up my credit card and the rest is history. Yeah. It's amazing it's how amazing. you adapt, isn't it, to, you know, that was a much better choice for you and you just adapt. <laughs> I don't say I... New blazers and new suits, do you? You just adapt. <laughs> well, it's funny because I didn't really think about that at the time of the, because actually I just thought it was the company I worked for. Yeah. I didn't think it was the job I did. Mm. I continued to do work on a consultancy basis. I took a few months off, but then I continued and I tied up parcels because it had been the tsunami that in Boxing Day before. And I'm a girl guide, so I'm looking pack a good knot. So I went to work for the Red Cross for about three months, packing parcels. It was fantastic. It was really great. It was mindless work, but it was good work. What you needed, what you needed. And I loved it. It was great. But then I went back into project management again and doing things. And after about a year and three projects, I thought, this is just not for me. No, you could have gone down the same path again, couldn't you? Absolutely. Well, I was. And my husband said to me, you know, what is going on? You need to do something about this. You need to think about it. So, yeah, that's where it was. So I then decided to take myself off on this leadership development course. Yeah, this sounds amazing. So this was this was a week every month for so long, wasn't it? Is that right? For six months, yeah. For six months. Uh, so do you live do you go to a, like a retreat for a week? In in the Lake District, yeah. And oh, it's, well you can't retreat. complain at the Lake District, can you? <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't a retreat. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it so was real about this. Tell us more about it, it. So we were in either an old house in Windermere or we were in uh little sort of what would I call it more or less like an outdoor center neither were luxurious oh it sounds it to me you see because I'm born Pretty there, basic. And I love the outdoors <laughs> well so do I I absolutely love the outdoors and I have to say um, on quite a few of the exercises my outdoor skills came to um, good use for things like when they woke you up in the middle of the night and bundled you into a minibus and dropped you up in the middle of nowhere find a way home you, you and the other nine people who you'd never met before that. Wow, yeah. But it was really, really amazing. It was brutal, don't get me wrong, because we all gave each other feedback. And as the months went on, it became more and more brutal because as we got to know people and started to think about, you know, who are you and where do you fit in in the world? But actually, it was it was great. And some of the people, some of the people I'm still really friendly with. Yeah. Um, others, you know... You're in these situations with 10 people. There's never going to be 10 people you love. No. There's 10 honest people. Yeah. Why did you 
go on this sort of course after what you'd been I, through? It sounds so brutal, like you said. Well, so I'd been on one similar with my work with the same company. Right. And what made me think about what did I want to do? And it, but it was a much shorter course. So I joined their, um, their individual course rather than a corporate course. Yeah. With the same people, and because I knew they were really good, and plus I'd sent other people on it with my job. So, did you take quite a lot away from it? Do you feel it was Loads. worth it? Yeah. So the thing that I took away from it most was that I no longer wanted to work in the corporate world. It wasn't for me. It wasn't just that I didn't want to do it. I couldn't do it no. because I was no longer able to be almost hard nosed. Yeah. Yeah, that was not in my personality and probably never was, but it was something that I was assuming. But I also knew that I really wanted to help other people. Yeah. So as well as doing this course, you've always kind of been open to to various therapies, haven't you? So was there a particular treatment or maybe while you were doing that course that you had a bit of a light bulb moment and you thought, I want to be involved. I, I could offer people something really great here. I've always loved aromatherapy. And I've always played with aromatherapy oils, yeah, in all sorts. And I've always had aromatherapy books in the house. And I've that smells amazing. I've always been known to some as somebody that will say, "Oh, I have an oil that you could use for that." You know, <laughs> that's my friends will laugh because they come to my house and they leave with a little bottle even before I was qualified. So I studied in my part time to do a degree in aromatherapy. But I also, because I, I'm not the type to be bored, took a job in the local secondary school in the office. It was a really lovely job. I loved it. I love young people. I love helping people. So I was able to help. And I worked as the support for the senior management team. And it was a lovely job. I loved it. So I was there during all that time. Um, I thought I'd maybe go for it. I went as a temp just because I was bored and a friend had asked me, um, you know, would I cover and I said, yeah. And I stayed for four and a half years. So ah, lovely. I loved it. What you but, needed, though, clearly. Absolutely. But at the same time, I was able to study because I had the time. Because a 37-hour-a-week job meant 37 hours a week. It didn't mean you go home and think about it. It didn't mean you what to do. It just meant you go in, you do your work, you leave. And then I had time to do everything else. Because if I just studied, I don't think I would have ever finished no no so you're qualified yeah yeah so what did you qualify yeah. in what were you i qualify i have a degree in aromatherapy so i can use it the way i wish however then i qualify then i went on to qualify to use it in therapies and then at that same time then i learned about other therapies so i learned a lot about skin which i'd always loved and a lot about how to treat the skin and I did that at college, but then I also went on a lot of courses with Eve Taylor. And I have done a lot of online training with them because they've been incredible during lockdown with the support that they've given their therapists. It's been second to none. Big companies don't do that. No. <laughs> so Eve Taylor, it's not something that I've heard of before. So tell us about Eve Taylor. They've been going a long time. They have. Eve Taylor have been around for more than 50 years Wow! as a brand. Eve Taylor herself is 88. She's still involved in the business. She's a pioneer of aromatherapy in the UK. Um, 
Her products are made in small batches. They're British made with sustainable ingredients that have never been tested on animals. They're beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful and naturally beautiful, which is what I love about them. Yeah. So, of course, you're qualified, you're an aromatherapist, plus many other <laughs> things. And I love this bit that's coming up. So you moved, I know you're Scottish anyway, from your beautiful accent, <laughs> um, but you moved to the Orkney Isles, you know, and set up your own business. Now, that's quite remote, isn't it? How was that? Tell us all about it. So we didn't move for my business. We moved because my husband works in construction and he was right. leading a project to build a hospital for Orkney, a brand new hospital, state of the art. And I never travel with him, but this was almost too good an opportunity to let up. Yeah. Well, you probably <laughs> couldn't have traveled with him before because you were high flying yourself, weren't you? Absolutely. And to be honest, you know, he would just go and do what he did yeah. and come home. And, um, you know, he'd either stay away during the week or not. Anyway, that's not what I wanted in my life at that stage. No. So I, we decided to move. And we moved on the 16th of December in 2016. So right before Christmas. No stress there then. No stress no, there. None. <laughs> Actually, it's the most organised I've ever been for Christmas. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> because I had to be. Yeah. Anyway, we moved to the Hotels on, as I say, on the 16th of December. And it was the greatest three years ever. And is it as remote as it sounds? I've never been that far up north as such, but I know it's beautiful. It's not as remote as you would think. It is weather-wise very remote. Yeah. If you, on a windy day in Orkney, I swear to goodness you can't get out your door. <laughs> so what's the population? What's the population? There's about, about twenty thousand people live across the archipelago because it's a you know a vast yeah. amount of islands. And about 14,000, I think, don't quote me, um, live on the mainland. There's that whole confusion because you can't say that Scotland is the mainland because in Orkney they call that Sooth. Ah. Because the main island is the mainland. Right, okay. okay. To the outer isles. Anyway, it is a beautiful place and so many amazing opportunities, wonderful people. It was just amazing. An experience that most people would love to have and not get the opportunity. Of course. So you set up your own business there. I did. So I met a lady. Interestingly, I love to get my feet done. I would love by a podiatrist because there's nothing better than a good old yeah. scalp. And reflexology on your feet. That's beautiful, isn't it? It is lovely. But I went for a, a podiatrist and the lady who ran the clinic told me she was opening a new clinic and we and I told her what I had done and um, she was like come and join me, come and move into my new clinic I was like this would be amazing it was called the Hooger Clinic um, it's a beautiful um, facility the curtains set up there and so I set up in a little room in the corner it was absolutely lovely oh lovely, really cosy And it was, it was really cosy and it was such a beautiful setting and yeah, it was great. And something that Orkney was looking for. I mean, there were lots of therapists, but just a different kind of feeling. Yeah. And it, I had a really successful business there. It was superb. I was gutted to leave. I bet you were. You must have been surrounded by seals, were you, every day? How lovely. There was lots of seals. And at the right time of year, also lots of orcas. So whales and things like that. 
but seals are an interesting thing for Orkney because in Orkney folklore, a seal is a selkie, and the selkie would be a woman who would come from the sea, who would be half half seal, half woman, and men would take their wives from the sea. It's a beautiful story. Ah, um, is it not a true story then, Fiona? <laughs> folklore, <laughs> I feel. Um, lovely Orkney folklore, of which there is quite a lot. Yeah, ah, oh, lovely. So everything was going great for you, and then you had to move. Was that to do with your husband's job? You moved. The project finished, and we had to make the decision. You know what would we do? And he can't continue his career up there, so, or it would have been very difficult because then we would have been in the same situation that we would have been if I hadn't gone there, yeah. where he'd been away all week, and I would have been at home. Yeah, and that's really not so good, is it? So you moved back so, to mainland Scotland. Um... Yes, yeah, so we moved to Aloha in central Scotland. And I set up my... I Fortunately, there was a lovely room in a um, lovely little salon. It was a hairdresser's and a beauty therapist. And I um, rented that room from these ladies and it was absolutely superb. Oh, lovely. Then, yeah, lockdown. March so it was came. all going well, wasn't it? So it was going of, really well. So that was the, was at the back end of 2019 when you kind of... Think so I opened in September yeah. 2019 and had a really successful four months to the end of the year, well, three months to the end of the year. Historically, in my industry, January is always very quiet. Yeah. People don't feel they don't have the money to spend. And so... And also they're recovering from Christmas and thinking about different... Yeah, they're slow months, aren't they? January it is February. a slow month. January and February tend to be slow months in our industry. Yeah. But it's nothing that you're not used to dealing with. Yeah. And we were just starting to pick up. In fact, I was starting to pick up, but then by the end of February, there was rumours of, you know, oh, this could be really bad. You don't want to be touching people. Things were getting really quiet. People were cancelling their appointments. Oh, it's just terrible, and isn't it? It was terrible, but I could understand why. Yeah. Because I felt like that myself. Yeah. You I wouldn't want to touch people feel. either, would you? I mean, it's... I was thinking, oh, you know, where have they been? In the yeah. nice way. Yeah. Where have they been around? Yeah. So everything was going great. You had your quiet month, thought things might pick up again. And then, of course, hit by the lockdown. Oh, my goodness. Like everybody else, shocking. <laughs> Absolutely. What, what were you thinking? Were you thinking, that's the end of my business? What am I going to do? Been at first, months. yeah, well, at first we didn't know it was going to be there for months, did we? We were like, no. oh, let's go with the flow. This might be a few weeks. It might yeah. be, it might be a little. But then we got into April and then into May and I was thinking, oh, oh, what do I do here? So actually, I then started to think, okay, I need to, because I have a lot of stock, because I sell retail stock. I've got it behind me here. Oh, um, lovely, yeah. For our listeners, um, you can't see it. It's got a beautiful shelf. It looks a bit <laughs> like the white company packaging, doesn't it, from what I can see? Yeah, it's very, it's, 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 it's white with um, just different colours depending on the skin type. It's yeah. lovely packaging. Yeah, so I um, had all this and I thought, oh, I need to start shifting this. So I started a web shop of which um, Eve Taylor are very good. As a practice, we sell to clients who we can analyse their skin. Right. You can't buy Eve Taylor in the shops. It's not available in department stores or pharmacies or anything like that, only from trained therapists. So there is a process to go through to be able to sell it online. And thankfully, Eve Taylor agreed to be selling it online, which was fantastic. 
So I set up my web shop and it's there on my website and it's been growing. Brilliant. It's so been growing from my website. And think on your feet quick, oh my God, what am I going to do sort of thing? Absolutely. You? It has worked out. And then in November, no, October, we were open again, but not open because in yeah. Scotland, I mean, can you believe fish. we're in lockdown three, lockdown one, lockdown two, lockdown three? Let's hope there's no more. Absolutely. So the thing was that during that time, there was, um, in Scotland, we weren't allowed to do facials. No. Now, facials are a huge part of my business. I would do five or six facials a week, which is quite a lot. And I wasn't getting to do that at all. And it was becoming harder and harder to meet my commitments in salon and you would have had overheads as well in the shop wouldn't you so absolutely so not only um was there the the rent but there was also the heating because people when they come into my room they're taking their clothes off yeah and they want to be warm it has to be warm and cozy and that's really you know how i market my business come into my cozy room feel warm feel cocooned feel comfortable and, you know, I will make you feel amazing. And I wasn't able to do that if I couldn't put the heating on all the time. Yeah. And I couldn't afford it. So I made the decision, and it was a bit of a quick decision. However, it was the right decision to move my salon to my house. I live in a lovely home with plenty space, and I was able to set up my treatment room in my house. And it's lovely because people can come in the back door, up the stairs, and they're right into my into my treatment room which is lovely yeah so that worked out fine but there was still this thing that I couldn't do facials and what was I going to do yeah all of the re not the retail stock but all of my professional stock that's open when you open a bottle of cleanser say you have 12 months to use it I was gonna say it'll have a shelf life on it won't it it does now if it's in your bathroom cabinet I wouldn't advise you use it after 12 months but nobody's going to sue you if you get a spot. Yeah. <laughs> As for me, that could happen. So my pro my products need to be in date all of the time. Yeah. And I write on the bottom of them with a Sharpie when I open them so that I know how long they've been open. And there was a few products that were, I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm toiling here. What am I going to do? So I decided I would set up a facial in a box. Lovely. And... It has been incredibly popular throughout Christmas, over Christmas and New Year. It was, well, it blew me away. And that's I what people want, isn't it? That switch off that, you know, relax. and. It was amazing. I loved making them. I loved formulating what I was putting inside. It was just a facial. There was no, well, the, you got a cup of tea and a little chocolate. <laughs> it, a cup of tea, but a tea bag and a little chocolate inside. But really, it was a facial in a box, and I sold over 250. Wow. I thought it was So would you, would you do like a tutorial so people knew what to do, or were there instructions in so the box? There was lots of those. So the box came with instructions on how to do your facial, and also instructions on how to do a facial massage was included. So is that taking over then? Is that kind of your main, well, you know, direction? No. So I've kind of stop that just now because i am about to launch a subscription oh tell us it will be a little bit fancier it'll come with some really lovely treats in it 
and it's called Facebox. Lovely. So this will be something that they can keep updated, get a collection of products and... Well, it'll still just have a facial of the... It'll still have your just your facial for the month in little pots. But when it comes, it will be completely recyclable. Absolutely everything inside will be able to be recycled. There'll be no single-use plastic. So I've got... I did use little plastic tubs, but now I've got little aluminium tubs so they can be put in your recycling and properly recycled. It's just a beautiful product, yeah. which I'm finishing the formulations for and we'll be launching officially very soon. Wow. So very exciting. Subscription, is it, would it be a yearly subscription where they get so many products throughout the year or monthly? How does it work? So what, so what will happen is it will be a, it will be a monthly subscription, but you, you will pay monthly yeah. um, and it will arrive monthly. Or you can pay all in one go. It's entirely up to you if you yeah. want to save money. But they're getting a gift kind of every um, month. Every month you will get a facial in a box along with a few other little bits and pieces. So I thought they're nice, but also just for people who a, maybe can't afford a salon facial or don't have the time to go for a salon facial and for just now where we can't and Are they do... going to be able to return to salon facial? Absolutely. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? So it's so such brilliant. a... So, so that's gone from strength to strength and you're going to be launching Absolutely. That, is it next month or... Soon? Yes, I am. I'm going to launch it on the 1st of February, I'm hoping. So. How exciting. So exactly. you've changed direction. You've moved your your um, your room to your house, which is on hold for now, but you can start that up again when things lift again. And you've got your facials at home. But on top of that, you've also been working with Enyo, haven't you? So tell us all I about have. Enyo. So Enyo is an Austrian company. They make, in fact, they make award-winning cleaning fibres. I don't know if you can see these behind me on the on I the wall. I can see like um. Uh, they're, they're gloves. They're the gloves, right? Okay. Oh, gloves that you use for cleaning. I've actually got one here. I can show you. So um, for our listeners in the background, they're kind of small little squares of fabric, aren't they? I was just going to get one here to show you actually. Yeah. So like this. Right. So it's like a mitten, like a square mitten. Yeah. You put your hand inside. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. That's actually, this is actually a skincare glove. But these are, so they're award-winning um, fibres that clean with only water for a poor deep clean. Right. And what sort of things are you cleaning? Is this everything in the house? Yes, absolutely everything. So, and we split them into zones so that we can say these are the zones, this is the fibres for your bathroom. You can clean your bathroom. I call it the 10-minute clean. Your bathroom, the cleanest it, can, it has ever been with no chemicals whatsoever. And it's not about killing the bacteria. We remove the bacteria. Right, okay. And they look like they're, they look like they're washable as well. They're washable. Yeah. They last for three years. Wow. And not only that, you use it with cold water, they last for three years it will remove all things. It just is a quick, safe, and simple clean. So you don't even need hot water with those? No, cold water only. Wow. And it's a wet wipe and dry. So you wet it, you wipe it, and then you dry it with another cloth. And is this something you use as well, feeling it all the time? So this is how I got into it. Because when I was in Orkney, living, over 50% of the homes in Orkney clean with Enyo. It's popular there because sustainability is really important on an island. Where is everything going to go? Yeah. All plastic. 
I now have, I have no chemicals in my home that I use for cleaning whatsoever. And the other great thing is my house has never been cleaner. Is, was it really difficult though? Because I've got a house full of chemicals. Is it really different, uh, sorry, really difficult to make that transition and trust that you're not going to need those, that domestos anymore or? Well, I always say to people, you know, there's two ways that you can do this. You can, you can have a shot of my things and try it yourself. Or you can buy it because we have a 30-day money-back guarantee. And if you don't like it, we'll give you your money back. But start one zone at a time and start with the place that bothers you the most. And I started totally by accident because I had, you know, lots of glass shower screens and it was driving me crazy. And my friend said, don't you use Enyo? I said, what is, I was like, what is Enyo? Seriously, what is this? But I tell you what, I was smitten. So what do you actually do then, um, Fiona, for Enyo? So for Enyo, I promote this to my clients and to prospective clients. And what I'm promoting is a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. Because... It fits into your world absolutely. of aromatherapy. So well. that's why it fits in so well. And the reason I got involved with it was because when I was in Orkney, I could just phone up my Enyo lady. And when I moved here, there was no Enyo lady. No. So I decided to become the Enyo lady. the Enyo lady. And it's, it's actually spelt E-N-J-O, isn't it? That's correct, yes. Yeah. But pronounced Enyo. Yes. And you also have an online community. So tell us more about that. Well, picture the scene. It's <laughs> me in lockdown. I'm on my own in the house. Well, I'm not because my husband was here and my daughter had moved in with us for lockdown. But they were working all day and I didn't know anybody. I could go out anyway, but I was thinking, you know, how am I going to get through this? And there must be so many other businesswomen like me that are absolutely frustrated. Of another online community locally, and it didn't inspire me at all. No. So I decided that I was going to start my own. So that was on the, I think it was about the 5th of June, and I have over 500 members. We've got a great active community. Everybody's desperate to meet up with each other. Some of us have had socially distanced cuppers and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and walks and things, yeah. Yeah, so we've done that in small groups. And now, of course, we can only do it with one other person. So that's harder. However, we've got each other online and it's absolutely fabulous. That's amazing, though. 500 members in such a short space of time. That's fantastic. It's great. It really is. And it's a greatly, you know, the thing is, it's not just that it's like there's 500 members and nobody says anything because it's really interactive and people get involved and also, and we have times where we can promote our business, but we have times where we just pick each other up and have a laugh and do different things. And it's just lovely. Really, really What's lovely. It called? What's your community group called? It's called Women Together. Women Together. Lovely. Yeah. So I've got a question for you then, Fiona, because you've turned things around and you've kind of had yeah. quite a lot of positives come out of the lockdown over the last kind of 10 months. It's soon going to be 12 months, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and I know it has kind of lockdown has been difficult for some parts of your business. Um, what advice would you give to others, you know, whose businesses have really been hit hard and they may be feeling a bit lost and don't know what to do? I'd say don't give up because and look at things small. Yeah, don't make massive changes. Overwhelm, yeah. Don't be overwhelmed by it. Take time away when you need to take time away, but just keep doing something. Yeah. Because little things can have huge impact. 
And there is a light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccination. So hopefully there is. in the next six My months. mum and dad have had theirs. I saw them live on television get that. I felt oh, so really fantastic. It was so great to see them. They got theirs live on TV, which was lovely. So um and so yes, the vaccine is coming and it's starting to roll out. And as more and more vulnerable people get it, it will open it up for the rest yeah. of us. Yeah. Uh, so Fiona, it's been really lovely talking to you today. So for our listeners, if they're interested in anything that you're involved with, whether it's Enyo or the facials at home uh, and the Eve Taylor products, how can they get in touch with you? Well, they can get in touch with me via my website. So my website is really easy. It's www.fionadl.com. And you can get in touch with me from there. No problem. It's got links to all my social media and everything from there. Now, I am going to just bring this up because I know you've got a fabulous surname, which is pronounced DL, but we just need to spell that, don't we? So it's yes. so if you just say the um, website again and then spell out DL as well for our okay. listeners. So it's www.fiona and it's DL, which is Delta Alpha Lima Zulu Indigo Echo Lima dot com. You can tell I've done this a lot, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had to ask you before the brief, didn't I, to say, how did I say <laughs> Well, that's okay. Like, our neighbours called us Mr. and Mrs. Dazzle for 20 years. <laughs> I quite Brilliant. like that, really. <laughs> oh. oh, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today. I wish you all the best. And I do hope you. you'll be able to open up your aromatherapist room sometime in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you, Karen. Thank you. You've been listening to An Appetite for Life, sponsored by Daybank House Dental Practice, where happiness starts with a smile. If you are interested in any of my packages or wish to be a guest on this show, then you can contact me via my social media pages, Karen Kelly Podcasts, or send an email to karenunderkelly at btinternet.com. <laughs>